to chase your dream a podcast that believes that all dreams can come true if you have the courage to pursue them each week we deliver the stories of a common person being successful by chasing the dream i am your host shoman ladies and gentlemen today we have among us someone who is a seller who is going to sell solo around the world non-stop in a yacht his vision is to inspire the next generation of adventures of color he is an ordinary man claiming to have extraordinary dreams ladies and gentlemen please welcome gorav shinde gorav welcome to my show thank you so much saman i'm uh, really excited to be here talk to you more about uh, my passion and all this the journey uh, gorav is an indian who happens to be now in canada uh, gorav we want to know more about this adventurous life how it's got cultivated yeah uh, so i think it started um, in my early childhood so i used to go for my vacations to pune and the, uh, my grandfather's house was halfway up a hill so every morning he would take me to climb the hill so uh, that's where it started like we would go hiking all the time on those hills and then somewhere else uh, and then he would uh, whenever he had free time he would take me away to other treks and after that uh, when i was uh, around 11 years old uh, my father found me very annoying so he thought uh, to get discipline into me i should join a youth organization called Uh, the secret red core uh, it's like the ncc but it's more geared towards um, the sea and it's uh, you can join at a very young age in there so i went there and there um, you te- you learn to march you learn to uh, you learn naval stuff and you learn sailing and you learn be in the band uh, so as you know as our country so many people are there it's very difficult to get selected uh, i got selected and then in sailing also out of 400 500 people there are only 12 who get selected so uh, i was uh, fortunate to be one of them and then i took up sailing um, and then just the world just opened up after that so you own several offshore sailing championship in india to name a few gorav yeah um so uh, the first one i won was the national uh, national offshore championship uh, it happened in 2008 um it uh, was against uh, naval teams and it was uh, us in a very old boat versus the navy teams in a very new boat uh, and there were like asian games medalists uh, in the other boats so it was really a tough uh, race uh, and uh, we won that and then uh, i came back in 2011 where i sailed with the army team and i won that race also and there was a smaller boat uh, in which there were short races called the lightning uh, boat so in that boat i uh, won uh, the national championship around three times uh, or three times on uh, uh, like online and then there is a thing called handicap so if there are two boats which are uh, one is older it, it it goes lower so that's why it gets a handicap so on a handicap i won it five times those are the things and then I, when i came to canada i also won uh, a canadian american challenge championship over here okay So Gaurav in 2013-14 uh, you have participated in flipper round and you have won that world yacht race uh, at that point of time i believe you were with google so tell us something about those days 
yeah it was very interesting then and i was working in the corporate world for 3 years that point and i got tired uh, of that life so i thought i should do something adventurous then i had given up on competitive sailing at that point but then i thought uh, let's give it another shot and then this race came up so i decided i'll go for it i when i applied i found out i was the first ever indian to do it it was very expensive it was in indian rupees it was 40 lakh rupees but uh, you could also do a part of the race so i did a part of the race uh, where i got sponsored by individuals uh, and i did some crowdfunding as well it uh, it started my my journey in that race started from brisbane so i went from brisbane uh, to singapore and from singapore to hong kong hong kong to qingdao in china and then there was a big one which was from qingdao in china to san francisco all across the pacific ocean that was uh, 29 30 days at sea and it was interesting because uh, in middle of the sea uh, in that race in the pacific uh, the closest people to you on the world are actually in the space station and uh, not on land so if something goes wrong you know you can no one can rescue you and it was things did go wrong uh, we had uh, one person fall overboard once and then we had uh, 45 foot waves uh, big uh, 75 km per hour winds i had a slight hypothermic shock i fainted uh, in the cold it was so cold um, and my gloves were torn so it was even more difficult uh, but it was a really good uh, challenging time and it was um, fun uh to be with other people so there were everyone on my team was english and i was the only non english person so uh, the culture was a bit different so it was different from how it is for us back home uh but adjusting to that getting becoming a part of that it was it was a learning experience uh, so many times i say i have an mba but i learned more in that uh, four months of sailing than i ever learned in my mba So uh, just one uh, we are curious to know that if something goes wrong at that point of time like on the clipper round as you were saying that there is nothing nobody to look after and all so what will happen if something goes wrong how there will be any service you will get uh, from any of the people or how you will manage so in the sea it's a um, it's a very friendly like everyone so if there is a ship nearby it will come to help you out so we all carry a emergency position indicator beacon which uh, if we uh, set off then it will tell all the ships in our vicinity like even if they are 1000 miles away if that's the closest ship there is it will tell it that we are in trouble depending on how uh, which area it is the closest uh, navy or coast guard will decide how to help you so they'll send planes with supplies so that you can last a few more days so that a ship which is close by can come help or the navy can come help so it's like that so uh, it's a very so if there is someone some other boat some other anyone else at sea they'll come to help uh, otherwise you have to wait for 3 days uh, at those points for someone to even come near you so you have to find a way to survive uh, those 3 days so if it's very cold um, you have to wear a special suits which uh, you have to have special suits on the boat which will make sure you uh, survive for a long time or if the boat is sinking then you go into a life raft life raft has uh, supplies for two uh, two days so for there will be food for two days which you can eat on and there'll be water but there are people who have survived in life raft for weeks and weeks and someone some even for months so that's the worst case scenario but a as a as a sailor i think you have to be able to keep your boat afloat there are two things it's like uh, when you play cricket 
there are players who can just go out and hit and then there are some players who have experience and who will take play the long game and who will conserve their energy and it's like that uh, once you become a sailor uh, you have, for taking part in such distance sailing events you have to be mature and maturity means how do you use everything that is there on the boat to make sure you survive or you go fast like i there was a recent episode i think one month ago where my boat was sticking on water so uh, there was a small hole which was uh, one of our mistakes uh, but uh, just to buy time for myself so that i could think of a good solution i removed my t-shirt and i plugged the t- hole with the t-shirt so with the t-shirt it kept soaking on water and it saturated and then there was no water coming in for some time so that gave me enough time to figure out that there was some screws that were loose and they had to be tightened and once they were tightened it was fine but that t-shirt crucially bought me time and it's uh, when you are in a bad situation and such position it's always about buying time if you can buy time with your maturity and your experience you're fine like what you hear so far make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now this podcast is made possible by listeners like you thank you for your support now back to the show but tell us something about your family back history my parents uh, funnily enough have never seen me sailing they have never stepped on a sailboat my father was a mechanic my mother uh, was um, a lab technician fairly low level jobs in india and i went to a normal um, state board school as uh, any indian kid cricket was life i had uh, the only toys i had was a bat and few balls um and that was it uh, so my childhood was fairly normal my parents were too busy working so i did not do much outside cricket and playing with friends the i think the only thing that i did get uh, get to do in extracurricular was swimming and that helped me get into sailing and continue from there but as such very normal very indian lower middle class uh, upbringing we used to eat wa- out once in a month nothing special that also would be just chinese or something like that so once in a year uh, because my mom and dad would be so busy we would not go for a vacation i would go to pune to my grandparents and they would take care of me for 3 months so yeah th- it was nothing out of the ordinary my parents were not into any sports or anything uh, they just let me do whatever i wanted to do because they didn't want to waste time thinking about what they should be helping me do uh, so they got me an education and they gave me whatever money was required whenever it was required if they had it uh, to pursue whatever i wanted to pursue now uh, about golden globe race what is this race all about there are all these sports and big races now it's every sports person has to spend so much money and so much equipment it's so reliant like cycling is so reliant on the best cycle car racing is reliant on the best uh, car so in sailing also it's become like that where sailing has become reliant on the best uh, boat but this race goes back to the origins of sailing so it goes back to 1968 uh when the first person sailed solo around the world he did not have gps he did not have a lot of electrical electronic equipment it was just a small boat which was used for basic sailing that was taken away for sailing around the world uh everything is like the olden times where you 
navigate by the stars and then you take a boat which is 32 to 36 foot long uh, which is uh, made before 1987 and you take it to sail around the world uh, so you start from france you go down uh, under africa turn east go straight go under australia keep going east all the way to south america and then come back up the atlantic uh, to finish in france again so the rule for completing a solo non-stop around the world is you don't stop anywhere you don't take any assistance from anyone um, no one can help you even on radio to tell you where you are you figure out your position by yourself and um, you have to travel 27,000 miles and you have to pass the equator from both directions so how many sailors have finished uh, this uh, golden globe race so the golden globe race has happened only twice the first time it happened was in 1968 where nine people participated only one finished and one committed suicide um, and in the 2018 race when they started the race again uh, there were 18 who started and only five finished so on the first one there you have told that there was a suicide so any reason for this uh, any boredom or what was the basic reason for this suicide it was uh, a, a multiple reasons actually so first was uh, that person did not have um, a good boat which would help him in the race but he also had taken a lot of loans uh, to build the boat and to participate and if he had come back he would have gone into financial ruin so there was a difficult choice for him so what he did was he started fabricating because at that point there was no GPS there was no tracking so no one could really tell where he actually was but everyone was just whatever report the sailor would give they would rely on that so he started giving false reports and he tried not to go into the bad seas and he stayed away from that because he knew his boat couldn't take it. So he started falsifying the reports showing that he was sailing around the world really fast. Uh, but towards the end he found out that he was going to be, people would finally realize that he was lying and he had not even gone around the world. So I think uh, he at that point just started debating, uh, fighting with himself and that led to him committing suicide um, or falling off the boat. It is not known yet, but his boat was found without him at some point uh, after the race was finished. So does this suicide has got any impact uh, on this uh golden globe rest the later part uh no it was not so the thing is isolation is a very big part of it and how you handle that uh is uh, a very big part of this race i think uh, the impact that uh, donald crowhurst made on the race is i think people started preparing a lot more and people started understanding the magnitude of how far this race can actually push you mentally and how how much you have to prepare and how much you have to be mentally strong uh, to be able to race in this race so how does one qualify for this race the basic qualification for this race is someone who has already done uh, extensive amount of sailing uh, around 4000 miles nautical miles not uh, like land miles uh, of sailing and it is very difficult to actually get 4000 nautical miles and then you have to have 2000 nautical miles of solo sailing also accompanied with that uh, where you have spent uh, 2000 miles uh, sailing by yourself without any help from outside um, and without any stops 
so how many days will it take to finish the circumnavigation um so right now the estimate for the circumnavigation is around uh, 210 days i hope to beat the record but it might be difficult because this time the race is a bit longer than the last time so uh, yeah 210 to 250 days would be my estimate it could definitely be done faster if the winds and the weather and everything uh, do cooperate uh, and i hope uh, i am one of those guys who does it the fastest congratulations uh, on that so which boat you are uh, opt for sailing yeah so i've um, i have a very special boat her name is good hope uh, named after the cape of good hope a very big landmark on this race she's a 1980 boat and the model is called the baba 35 she's uh, desi- designed by a very legendary cruising designer called bob perry he probably has more boats in the world uh, being used right now for cruising than any other designer so i chose this boat specifically because it appealed to me on a personal level because when i saw that boat i was just it was like love at first sight but at the same time it is one of the heaviest boats in the race and it is also one of the most stable and comfortable boats to do this race in so even when there are very big waves i think this boat will do well in keeping me safe and not making me expand a lot more energy i think that is the biggest thing about sailing for 210 days it's uh, how much you are able to conserve your energy and have stamina to last that long where you know where to push where not to push and i think this boat gives me that edge uh, this boat is probably 3000 to 4000 kg heavier than most boats in the race and i think uh, that will make a big difference when the bad uh, weather comes Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. So, how are you preparing yourself for this race? I have uh, tried going to a sports psychologist to make sure that I am mentally in the right place uh, to be able to uh be alone at sea for that long and at the same time i am also uh doing a lot of sailing my main part is going is uh preparing the boat i'm making sure that the boat is in the condition it's in like bristol condition as they call it in boats that means a1 condition to make sure that nothing goes wrong and i'm trying to learn more about the boat so that if anything even goes wrong even small things go bad i'm able to fix them at sea and keep continuing um to be a very strong contender in the race are you backed by any sponsor uh, right now no i'm only backed by myself uh, and my family right now there are no sponsors and i hope uh, i'm able to secure one before the race so that it makes my journey easier and it helps me that little bit of edge uh, towards preparing better for the race who and why has inspired or continuously inspiring you several inspirations uh, in my life who have really inspired i think when i was growing up there were there was a sailor called cyrus hirji in my sailing club he is a parsi sailor from bombay and him and a few others had sailed across the arabian sea in a very small 19 foot boat in the 1980s and it was really inspiring for me i think that's where the adventurous side uh, like the whole adventure part of sailing was exposed to me that gang of people were definitely someone uh, who inspired me 
and then um, on a global stage the first person who sailed solo around the world in the first golden globe race and won the race so robin knox johnston he's been he was a very normal guy and he was also the youngest person in the race like me how i'm you know the youngest participant in the race he was from bombay which is now mumbai but then bombay so he was living in bombay and working in uh, the merchant navy so uh, i think that connection really uh, makes me feel like it, it inspires me that someone uh, the boat that he sailed around the world in was made in bombay he was from bombay so i think uh, it inspires me to say that uh, to inspire like his story just inspires me to go from bombay to being the best sailor in the world and then the the person who was about to beat him in the race but he turned around and he went round the world twice non stop uh he was a frenchman called bernard moitessier and he was uh, a very inspiring sailor and he he never believed in competition he believed in the nature and the beauty of sailing so uh these three people really inspired me um uh, in terms of uh, sailing like this and then there was another person who helped me during my early days of sailing his name uh, was sandeep matre and i also sailed with him i sailed the first uh, national championship that we sailed to lakshwadweep and back with him he was a very pivotal part in my sailing career where he gave me the chance to sail offshore and i i got a lot of maturity in sailing just watching him uh, do things on the boat so yeah these four people i think uh, are my inspirations for sailing have you ever used your success to make this world a better place to live i i would say i have definitely exposed a lot of people to sailing and sailing is a fantastic sport and i, I know a lot of friends uh, who have taken up sailing and have never given up that and that really makes a difference in their lives that is one but in the ne- in this race especially i am actually planning to launch a campaign where i am going to pick up a few kids uh, who are underprivileged and also do not have access to sailing facilities like sailing and then give them that and then train them over the next two or three years uh, for doing something like what i am doing so i could give them my boat in 2026 and they could sail around the world in this race by themselves using my boat and with training from me and i could become their manager for that race that's my plan to give back um, and i also would love to give back to the indian kids also um, but that will be somewhere in the future once this race is done has there ever been a moment when you thought to yourself i can't take it anymore i'm go- get to do a real job sometimes if so what was that and how you overcome that every time every time i go out sailing a long distance it's uh, after the first night i'm like why am i doing this to myself i could have been in an ac room doing a nice job in front of my computer with internet access and uh, going back home for good food after that uh, and this happens every time but um, you talk to yourself and you know why you are there and uh, it's about proving yourself i think uh, in my life coming from the background i came from it was always a battle it was always a race to prove yourself to stand out and uh, when i get to the opportunities even if i do feel uh, really bad and not up for it sometimes i think i have to push that hard because i know people are watching my cousins are watching people kids in my family are watching there are kids outside who are watching and i don't want them to give up um, and big just because i gave up one time and that's why i can't really give up any time i have to keep going because uh, a lot of people they see 
a normal kid like me not from a silver spoon family just came up through the ranks in a sport which is perceived to be very about the rich people and only rich people succeed in it and if i can show that i can succeed without the backing by just pure talent and hard work i think uh, it will make a difference to many other kids to take up challenges in, the, in their life that uh, are perceived to be not for them but also overcome them i think it's a big responsibility and that's why i uh, never feel like quitting what is one thing you wish you had known when you began your career the one thing i wish i had known um, yeah i wish i had known the right people i wish i had known the right races to go to i wish i had known the right uh, path that takes you to uh, being the best in the world i think if i had like a manager or someone to guide me even better through those days i think i would have uh, i would have done much better like the guides i had right now uh, were uh, great but none of them had an international outlook if i had something like that i think today i would have been much further been doing bigger races and i would have been doing something else today but i think i am very content with where i am and now i have really good guides and uh, i think going forward i'm going to try to make the right take the right steps what is your biggest failure and what did you learn from that my biggest failure was a bit personal actually um i think my biggest failure was uh to not be there for my loved ones uh, my grandmother really p- passed away two years ago and uh, i regret not being there uh, throughout uh, and it's like i was to be with her all the time when i was a kid but when i grew up i went away from her and uh, i used to call her once in a few months uh, whereas uh, i should have been calling her once every day i learned from that and now i make sure at least my with my parents and other relatives i try to call them every one or two days uh, to keep in touch and to keep a check on how they are doing uh, what i have learned from this is just family is so important because if you have your family support while doing such things it makes everything a lot easier so yeah that i think my biggest failure was that to not realizing that how important family is and it took a death of someone i loved so much uh, to really understand the value of family like what you hear so far make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now this podcast is made possible by listeners like you thank you for your support now back to the show so what advice would you give to someone who wanting to pursue a career similar to that of yours i think um, not only sailing if any adventure sport someone has to take part i think the first thing is they need to uh, talk to themselves and understand if they are in it for the long run if you are in it for the long run and if you are ready to go through the grind of everything that is going to come your way uh, and you're not going to give up for some silly reason or offended by some random person who says you are not worth it then you can probably stay the course and then after you said that i'm going to go for this i think the second biggest thing is going to find a guide for yourself find a guide a mentor someone who believes in you and someone who can give you direction and someone who can really point out whenever you make a mistake who can tell you what you've been doing wrong and what to do right i think that will make a big difference if you just keep talking to yourself and keep making plans in your own head they will never work out you have to have someone to bounce them off and that way you will be together with that person 
be able to conquer a lot more uh, than you are able to do uh, alone because if you are an adventurer or a sports person your job is to concentrate on the more important thing which is your sport and your performance whereas uh, your guide coach mentor they can concentrate on the admin things they can concentrate on making sure what day the tournament is it's not your job to be doing that and i think uh, yeah just be resilient and then find a mentor so what are the best resources that helped you along the way i think people i think finding the right people that uh, who can help you out i think that's the most important resource that that can they always be and and finding the right people not only in your sport but in your life as well finding people who can help you with your finances people who can help you with your education people who can help you with uh, small things like your english if it uh, if it's that uh, your speaking skills if you are a sports person it's what media so you need to find someone who can help you those those things you you have to think about what you need for success and then you have to find people around you who are able to fill those gaps where you do you have them where you are not able to uh, do those things by yourself what is the common myth about what you are doing and how do you want to debunk that yeah the most common myth is people think that we get we'll get really bored over 200 days uh, sailing alone people think what are you going to do for 200 days i think uh, people don't realize the uh amount of effort in 24 hours that you have to put in to keep the boat sailing in the right direction so i think what can i do to debunk that i probably make good videos this time when i go around the world that could really help uh people understand that 24 hours is uh even less uh time than we want on the boat uh to do everything right so if you could step into my shoes what you would have asked yourself that i haven't did so far i would say if i was interviewing sir robin knox johnson who is one of my idols i would just ask him i think what is it uh, uh, i would ask him if he had to become immortal what age would he stop growing at so where can our listeners connect with you i think the best place to connect with me is my website my website is gauravshinde.com and my facebook which is facebook.com/gauravshindesailing but you can also search for gauravshinde ocean racing and you can connect with me i reply to all the messages that come to me so you can send me a message either on the website or on facebook and i will be more than happy to have a conversation with you and answer any questions that your listeners will have i understand that you are now totally focused for golden globe race I would like to know after this race what next after this race um I don't know uh, um get back to life after the race I want to do another race which is another solo around the world non stop but in that you are allowed to use technology and brand new boats and which are like very fast 60 foot carbon fiber boats where you can go around the world in 65 70 days um so compared to 200 days 65 70 days feels really small so it would be great uh, to be able to do that race um, and then probably once in my life i would love to make an attempt at the jules verne 
trophy so the jules verne trophy is for the person who sails around the world fastest could be in a team or it could be alone as well but uh, the jules verne trophy would be something that i would want to do once in my life at least attempt to do that any message for my listeners my message is very simple i think memories uh, are greater than dreams i think a lot of people have dreams and they just keep having those dreams uh, you can't take the dreams with your graves and you won't be remembered for the dreams you had uh, probably you might be remembered for the dreams you had if you were someone like tesla or someone like i think uh, elon musk uh, because he's dreaming to go to mars but he's also doing things so doing things is very important creating memories are very important if you, even if you start pursuing your dreams even if you take one step towards your dream it will become a memory and that memory will be remembered for centuries and centuries because uh, that step is bigger than the dream you had so uh, have dreams but always try to make memories uh, so that you will be remembered uh, centuries from now for uh, the great work that you do in your life so with that we have come to the end of the show myself shoman sangupta along with gorav signing off thank you so much shoman thank you for joining us this week don't forget to subscribe us on any platform beat anchor.fm spotify google podcast apple podcast jio seven cast box etc also tell your friend family members and enemies about the show be sure to tune in next week for another new episode Myself Shoman Sangupta signing off not before saying all dreams can come true provided you have the courage to pursue them Lovely episode everything is so much magical still rooted to reality i really love uh, this episode of yours the guest was very well spoken i appreciate her thoughts she was correct about how doctors try to immediately medicate people assume it's a way of depression the thing i disagreed with is she was obviously greatly influenced by american leftist political political ideologies and that seen that all through her speech how she believed that uh, systematic racism and things like that were the cause of people's uh, angst if anything it's it's just the opposite constant scratching and scabs and everything else of of things that happened 200 years ago or many years ago to people who didn't even live there in this time is the thing that causes people not to integrate into society and makes them feel like they can never get ahead but to have her look at that again and try to understand how that's different than what she thinks but otherwise it's a great guest thanks amazing episode as usual and lovely hosting your guest is very beautiful she is so sweet with such noble and kind heart i must say amazing i enjoyed completely amazing episode i must say i really love the question that you asked your guest that whether she feels happy or stressful when she writes anything and the honest answers that she gave was really i mean i really got connected it's so true even when i write my content and all it's true yeah we do feel sometimes stressful and sometimes happy about it so keep doing this good job amazing episode thank you i would like to thank my listeners for listening to my podcast 
and i'm also recommending the listeners to listen to the podcast of my fellow podcaster nafisa nazneen the name of our podcast is basics to bloom this podcast will enlighten you to look at things in a different way and will guide you to transform yourself to the better version for basics to bloom her podcast is available in all major platforms be it apple spotify google and obviously anchor.fm do remember to check her out the name of her podcast is basics to bloom thank you listeners i have a small announcement to make it's about bless bless is a non-profit seeking organization bless is designed for humanity it is where needs are shared and needs are met i have just become the proud member of bless and of course there are certain investment which you have to make don't worry it's not a monetary investment all we need is humanity to tell us more we have tara yusebi the founder of bless you're invited to check out bless a revolutionary app designed to bring communities together to help one another in every part of the world need affects us all and bless provides a safe place for humanity to share the needs they are facing giving others an opportunity to help even better than that through bless you don't have to wait for a need to be shared you can offer to meet a need anytime any way you want Whether you have gently used items to give away, a listening ear to offer, or a helping hand to lend, you can give on purpose with purpose through Bless. All of these things and more have the power to change lives and impact generations. So come and be a part. Get Bless from the Apple App and Google Play Stores at bless-app.com. It's free to install, free to use, and contains no ads. Bless is a gift from me to you. So get it today. Hey Suman, it's Genesis. Let me know whenever you are getting ready to look for new podcast features. I would love to collaborate with you and be on your podcast. Hey, I just got finished listening to the LPC Chris episode about the psychology and different things like that and how she works with children. I think that's really awesome. I think that's really neat. Um I I'm glad you're interviewing people that are making their dreams come true and helping inspire others to make their dreams come true as well. This is Will. I am from the podcast conversations about dot, dot, dot. And I appreciate the encouragement there. So thank you for putting out great content. I hope you'll take a second if you get a chance to listen to my content and leave a voicemail. Let me know what you think. Uh, anyway, I hope to hear from you soon. Take care. Hi, my name is CKG. I just finished listening to Chase Your Dreams podcast, which is a podcast about positivity, storytelling, about people's overcoming many obstacles in their life. And I feel like if you're feeling down and unmotivated, this is a podcast you need to tune into. It has so many things to keep you motivated, so many positivities, stories, and You should never give up on your dreams. So go and listen to Chase Your Dream broadcast. Thank you.